Good morning, church. Happy New Year. You all look so lovely this year. Um, we're doing things a little bit different. We're going to celebrate the goodness of God and start out the year with some Thanksgiving. So I am going to be hosting and interviewing some people, and I'm just going to welcome up my lovely co-host, Christoph. We're just going to have a little seat. Don't, don't mind us. Hi, Christoph. Hi, Jamaica. Happy New Year, Christoph. Happy New Year. It's good to see you. <laughs> How are you doing? You're good? You're good? I'm doing okay. Amazing. Yeah, I'm excited Amazing. to be here. Why don't we invite the first few people we have up? I think we should. Yeah? Um, Annette and Chris, won't you come on up here, please? Let's love on them a little bit. A little bit of claps. We're just going to ask some questions about God's faithfulness. Come have, have a seat in our Knox living room. We're like the people at home a little bit. Hello, good morning. I would love for you to, yeah, introduce yourselves to everybody and maybe let us know how long you've been around Knox. So I am Annette, he is Chris, so obviously. But uh, uh, we recently moved to Canada about six months ago now. We moved from California. Originally, we are from India. So yeah, we found Knox uh, via Google search, and I guess that's the best search because we are happy with this church, happy with the community. Oh, God bless Google. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we're so glad that you're here with us. Um, our first question for you today, we're speaking in, in Thanksgiving, that's what we're talking about today. We wanted to know, how have you seen God's presence in your lives this past year? So 2021, big year, years of ups and downs. What are some maybe ways that you've seen God moving in your lives? Sure, I'll take that. Uh, first of all, I feel so nice breathing without the mask. <sighs> all right. Um, so we recently moved uh, from San Diego to Toronto. So that's from the west to the east. <laughs> and for this move to happen, we had to get all our stuff, all the stuff we had bought from two years ago, into one small vehicle. It's not even a van, it's a sedan. <laughs> so getting all that thing to fit into that vehicle and then drive across was one big miracle that happened to us this year. Um, and not just because the vehicle didn't work well, it did, but somewhere in between it started breaking down. So every morning we had to jumpstart the car <laughs> and hope it doesn't die. <laughs> And all this while we were traveling from the Midwest all the way to the East. Um, and I'm thankful for God because he didn't just help us to get through all the problems we faced. He helped us to get settled here also. Uh, I've read harrowing stories of people not able to get jobs or get even furniture. Now it's so weird, but <laughs> he took care of everything. We are settled, we are happy, we have a job, uh, and we are thankful for all these mercies that we see each and every day. Let's practice what Pastor Francis said is, hallelujah. 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 <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Our, so my second question for you, what are you grateful for in 2021? So, yeah, I'm grateful for his provision. As he said, it's like we were very unsure of whether we'll have jobs, we had savings. We knew we could survive for a few months, but it's like 
what will happen after that if we don't have jobs. But he, within a month, we initially kept our jobs for a short while, but that was not feasible. But within a month of us moving here, both of us got jobs in Toronto-based company. So, and which has never happened before. Even in California, when he was searching for a job, it took him more than a year to find one. And for me, it took like almost six months to get a job. But here, within a month, we got a job. So he's constantly provided for us. And also, the other thing I'm grateful for is Knox Church, because one more thing that was concerning me before moving is we need to find a good home church where we can feel like we are part of a community. And he answered that prayer. We feel we love this church, we love the people. So he's, I'm grateful for the church. Amen. I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so good. Okay, big question. What do you hope for 2022? I think this would be a common hope for everyone that the pandemic would end. Amen. <laughs> that we would have more people in church so that we don't have to wear masks. But on a personal level, I feel uh, feeling God's presence in every small part of your life, not only when you pray, because I realize that when we tend to work or you get busy, you f some, somehow you disconnect from that and you just get busy and involved in your work. So on a personal level, that's what I want, feeling his presence in, in the daily routine of, your, of my life. And... Uh... I believe uh, each and every one gets a gift from God. Some have the gift of song, some have the gift of gab, uh, some have the gift of healing. Um, unfortunately, I haven't found mine yet. Uh, you would think 30 years into his life and he would figure it out by now, but no. <laughs> so I, I hope to find that gift um, and refine, refine it for wherever he wants me to be. Amen. I think Chris is also on our sound, so I think he already has a couple gifts. But we just, we just thank God for you. Is it okay if we just pray for them? We just uh, agree with us in prayer, stretch your hands, whatever you want to. Um, Father God, we just thank you so much for Annette and Chris. We thank you um, for bringing them from so far. We thank you for providing for them. We thank you for your nearness. We thank you that they could call Knox their home. And we just pray for the year ahead, for the months and the time that you would bless them, that you would um, show them the good expected end you have prepared for them. And we are so grateful to call them family here in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Annette Thank and Chris. You. So lovely getting to know you a little bit more. Uh, we're going to turn our attention our our next, yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our next interview. To our next interview. Sure, you could do it. Well, I sure. I mean, we can turn our attentions to the screen. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Absolutely. The screen. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. The Great. screen. Our next interview with Maureen. Good morning. My name's Maureen. And I've been attending Knox since I was married in 1980. So that means I've been here for 42 years, a long time. But that 42 years has gone very quickly. Very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I live up in Scarborough. So if you know the Victoria Park and Lawrence neighborhood, that's where I live. So I've been traveling down to Knox for many years. Um, but the traffic is getting heavier year by year. And with construction and everything, it's like, wow, it's a challenge sometimes. What, what have the last couple of years looked like for you? 
Uh, I think <clears throat> it's been more challenging, although I do have people in, that attend Knox that live up in my neighborhood. So I am able to see people at, from Knox and our Scarborough Village has been great, you know, zooming in uh, that way. Um, but it's a challenge. I do feel far away from Knox physically now. So this year and in the last couple of years, I've spent more time with my mom, who is 90 years old, living in an apartment with my sister. And uh, so that's been the rhythm of my week. I've been alone Monday to Friday at home. And then on the weekend, I look forward to being with them. And that was my bubble uh, during COVID. And it was just, a, we've had a blessed time. My mom's a, a strong believer, still reads God's word every day and still finds nuggets of truth to share with us every day. What are some things that stand out for you as like things that you're grateful for, highlights, um, things that kind of sustained you over the last year? Well, I think, you know, what sustains all of us, even times when it's not COVID, is that daily walk with God. The drawing close to God every day is what strengthens me. Um, reading God's word, where we're challenged, where we're encouraged, where we're strengthened and where we're comforted. Um, and then praying, praying to God and making our requests known to him, but also listening to his voice as his spirit speaks with our spirit. Um, I think the, this is what really sustains us and where we really experience God's presence day by day. Uh, our love for him grows deeper as we read his word and our love, our faith uh, deepens too as we trust him day by day, as we take on the challenges of his word and trust him. He is faithful. God is faithful and uh, he promises never to leave us nor forsake us and uh, I think we hold on to that. I've been returning to that verse, John 1, 14. Um, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Isn't that who God is? He's full of grace and truth. And we can come to him in a time when everything's changing. There's so much change. There's so much swirling around us of chaos, it seems. And yet our God is is unchanging. He never changes. He's eternal. His technology has been a blessing. I mean, what would we have done without Zoom? As you look ahead to 2022, what are you hopeful for? Or what do you, what do you hope for? Well, like everybody else, I hope life gets back to normal, right? Like, I mean, will that ever happen? I don't know. But I just want to, I think, we all want to experience peace in our lives, right? We all, we all want to be, experience peace. And I think of that verse in Philippians, the, you know, the one that says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which we don't get. We don't understand how we can experience peace, but he does. He extends that peace to us that passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So I'm hoping that all of that myself and the rest of you experience God's peace because 2022 still looks like a challenging year. Oh, I was thinking of that hymn too. Great is thy faithfulness, you know, where it says thou changest not thy compassions. They fail not great is thy faithfulness Lord unto me. And I, thou changest not really stuck. You know, you don't, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, <clears throat> today and forever. And we can cling on to that. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 164, the psalmist there said, seven times a day do I praise you for your righteous rules. And the seven times a day seemed like a lot of praising going on. And I think, 
you know, even in the most difficult situation, I remember when I was going through a difficult time, eventually I was always able to find something in my day that I could praise God for. Mm. You know, uh, when I rose in the morning, there was a Psalm in Psalm 91 that says, you know, I will proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. And God is faithful day by day as we trust him, as we experience, as we live in the energy of his love. So somehow knowing that God loves us, gives us energy to carry on, that he is going to provide, he is going to care for us. Mm-hmm. And that at the end of the day, when you put your head on the pillow, you can say, yes, God, you've been faithful. It's very interesting when you go through life, you know, things that you never expected to happen. Maybe you're, maybe you're going through a difficult time, but then if you wait, if you persevere, wow, there's surprises around the corner. Life is good and God is good. So, so good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we want to offer a blessing to those who, like Maureen, have found an opening for uh, deep relationships closer to home, whether on walks in their neighborhood or with extended time with close family and friends um, or roommates. But uh, let's, let's pray. May the coming year bring abundant joy in the friendships that God has given you. May you sense the comfort of the spirit through the people that God has surrounded you with. May your faith be strengthened as you walk with other people of faith and read God's word in community, praying together and lifting each other up. As you stay closer to home because of the pandemic, may your eyes be open to the needs of people in your household, family, and neighborhood. And may God give you the grace to respond to those needs in new ways. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Maureen. And as Maureen said, God is good. We pray that God's goodness would be so evident in the relationships that we all experience this year. Amen. Why don't we invite our, our last person up? I can't believe we're nearing the end. We're so close. So close. That's okay. Shoya, would you come on up, please? Ms. Shoya. Welcome, Shoya. Good morning. Welcome. Morning. It's morning. so good to have you with us. Happy New Year, Joya. Happy New Year. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been coming to Knox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my name is Xiaoya, and Happy New Year, everyone. And I'm a, a PhD student at U of T, study economics, and have been uh, attending Knox since the September 2021. That's awesome. Welcome. It's so good to have you with us. My first question for you uh, is, again, how have you seen God working in your life in this past year? Yeah, I guess the the big thing in the past year in my life is applying for grad school. So at the beginning of 2021, I was applying for grad school, and I really want to lift up the result to God. So I pray that I don't really know how to make choice. So don't give me too many offers. I don't know how to make choice. So just give me the offer from school you want you want me to go. But later on, like one month later, I got rejections from my safe school and also a lot of rejections rejections from other school and I realized my application to U of T like they didn't get all of my material but it's already like the deadline already passed so I start to be really panic and worry like I was wondering like God what are you doing and then I realized 
I really uh, didn't lift up all the results I got. I still want a lot of offers, kind of to prove myself. And so I struggle uh, uh, a lot of days. And then finally, I pray, OK, really, like I lift up the result to you. Even though I got no offer, it's fine. Because if I got no offer, I know you have a better, uh, better way for me. And you know, also, I start to contact the administrative staff at the U of T and wonder if they can let me to resubmit my material, but it got delayed and delayed because the, the old administrative staff, like she's leaving, a new one is come. And not until the almost the end of the March, I finally resubmit all my material, and the staff told me she cannot promise the admission committee will still re review them because it's already super late. But I still, like one, one week later, and the, the, the chair contacted me, oh, are you still interested in U of T? And we, 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 are, uh, we would like to give you an offer. And so I'd say like this process is, I really say like God's, uh, God ha always have a better plan for me. Like his plan is better than mine and his path is higher than mine. Yeah, also teach Very me God. how to really, yeah, to, to trust him and rely on him. What an incredible attitude to have yeah. towards this whole process of applying and waiting and trusting that God has something good for you in store, whether it's what you think it is or not. And that's admirable. So that's awesome. Um, my second question, what are you grateful for from 2021, the year of ups and downs? Yeah, I am grateful for like God is so good to me because I also experienced an international move in the past year. I moved from New York to here, and everything is very smooth, and also have a very good roommate. Uh, she's my classmate uh, and also a Christian, so we get along very well, so I'm very grateful. Yeah. Look at God just setting it all up. He's so good. He's so good. What yeah. do you hope for in 2022? Big question. Yeah, I guess everyone says the same thing. I hope the pandemic can end and I can go back to home because I haven't been back to China for three or four years. Yeah, so I really miss my family. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this, mm -hmm. this has been great. Thank you so much, Joya. Can we yeah. pray for you? Can we pray for Joya, everyone? Yes? Lord God, we just thank you so much for Joya. We thank you that she could come uh, from New York. We thank you for working out the grad situation. We thank you for her, her roommate. We thank you that she could come to Knox and find family here. And God, we just thank you for the perspective you've given her where she can just trust you in all things. We pray that you would provide her every need. And we just pray that we would be a great uh, place for her to continue to connect with and to um, bless Joya, I pray, in this new year. In Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. 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 Did you want to say anything else? I think God has just been so good in our community. So good. Thank and you so much. With, the, with everyone around us. And we've yeah. heard some stories, and there are so many more. And I think, yes. yeah, like taking time to acknowledge that is so good. And I'm so glad that we got to, to hear some of those. I am, I'm like beaming over here. I didn't know there was so much goodness just sitting in these pews. I wonder how many other conversations we could have today. I think there are a few good ones. Yeah, but right Pastor Nick has words to say he about does. Jesus. We're going to so. invite him up. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at the Knox Living Room, everyone. We're going to turn it over to Reverend Nick for the word.
I think that we just heard three really excellent sermons in a way. And so I'll keep this short and hopefully um, yeah, offer something to tie some of these thoughts together to uh, welcome us into this new year and, and guide us as a community as well. Um, so that, that passage that we're talking about is the passage that Sophie read for us from Ecclesiastes 7. And the question it raises for me, and I think for us together, was, um, was the end of 2021 better than its beginning? Was it? Is that true? I suspect if we took time to pull the room and pull the crowd on YouTube, um, our answers would vary quite a bit. The start of last year, at least for me, it felt like it had such hope. A vaccine was rolling out, an end to the pandemic seemed to be in sight. We had more reasonable case numbers. And then it ended with this explosion of cases in a new variant and the realization that vaccines might protect against um, serious illness and death. They'll do these things, but that they won't put an instant stop to the pandemic. And a weariness, maybe you felt it too, a weariness that touched many of our spirits. Some of us ended this past year having lost loved ones, lost jobs, borne more hardship than we fathomed was possible at the beginning. The end of a thing is better than its beginning, the teacher writes, and we might struggle to believe that that's true. But then, then having heard so many things which some people in our community new to us and familiar to us alike have shared with us about where they saw God at work and the things that they're grateful for, perhaps we can begin to see a little more clearly why this teacher in Ecclesiastes believes that the end of a thing is better than its beginning. At the beginning, things are unclear and uncertain, they're unrealized, and that honestly, they're just as likely to disappoint as they are to satisfy. But at the end of a thing, we know the story. We can remember and celebrate what has been, not just what we hope could be. We can enjoy the fullness and name the good, even as we also name the parts that we endured but we can say we endured them by God's grace and mercy. But the teacher in Ecclesiastes is always cautious not to let us get carried away with one idea for too long. And so quickly, um, he tries to correct us away from really excellent storytelling about the past. I think we can all get in that mode of thinking as well. The teacher is quick to add the reminder that we should not say, why were the old days better than these? is not wise to ask such questions. Another translation would say, it is not from wisdom that you ask such things. Not from wisdom. Rather, it is from folly. As much as it would be folly to pin all of our hopes on the goodness of 2022, so too it is folly to act as if every problem that we know in our lives, we've only come to know in recent days. As a church, we have endured much in the last year. Some of it due to the pandemic, other parts of it due to the season we found ourselves in as a community. 
And over the coming months, as always, we may be tempted to ask not why were things so much better last year. I don't think any of us will ask that question. I hope not. Um, But maybe we'll ask, why were things so much better five years ago, 15 years ago, 50 years ago? I find, interestingly, that most often the part of our church's story that resonates most deeply for a person is that part when they first became involved. The beginning of a thing, that's the good thing. We might ask ourselves questions as a church like, why aren't we starting things like Urbana anymore? Why aren't we sending missionaries like the Goforths anymore? And the truth of the matter is that we may be and we don't know it yet. The things we're doing now might well become those kinds of things. I don't think we knew when we hosted one student missions conference that it would have almost 100 years of legacy. It was not from wisdom that we ask such things. It is not wisdom that overemphasizes the good of the past and ruminates on the troubles of today and the worries of tomorrow. Because if we're honest, the past had troubles. We know the troubles of today and of recent memory quite well. I don't need to list them for you. We didn't need to have interviews about that. We all know those things. But we're good. We're so good at forgetting the troubles of the more distant past. Troubles like when our church was deeply divided over electing and ordaining women to be elders on our session. And thanks be to God, we now have women on our pastoral staff. We forget things like when our church was divided on whether or not income from our trust funds should be saved to safeguard against future inflation, and that ended with an elder resigning from session and leaving our church. We forget about big arguments like installing an organ, and when that was the kind of controversy that had people use phrases like, it's nothing more than a chest of whistles. Or when a minister's frequent absences on mission trips and refusal to ordain elected elders was the cause of much controversy almost 150 years ago. The past had its troubles. The former days were never really better than these. They were just different. And wisdom, wisdom knows this to be true. So then, So then consider what God has done. Who can make straight what he has made crooked? Who? Can any of us? Can any of us make straight what God has made crooked? This is jarring too. I think this is one of the most jarring things the teacher in Ecclesiastes says. Because I like straight things. I think we like straight things. We like neat and tidy things, things we can categorize and understand, patterns we can recognize. And the teacher suggests that God, God has made some things crooked. God has made some things crooked and try as we might, we're not going to be straightening those things. It seems that there is a curve to the work of God in this world. A zigzagging which God in God's wisdom and grace has done for our sakes. And if we find ourselves to be unhappy with anything other than a straight line from A to B, then we're going to be very annoyed, not just in the next year, but for our lives. 
we're going to be exasperated trying to straighten out those things that God has made crooked, trying to avoid problems that may not be problems at all, but just curves in the road, unable to accept the truth that sometimes, sometimes frustration is better than laughter, and sometimes a sad face is good for the heart. So then, if there are crooked things which we cannot straighten, sad things that we will not make happy, problems which we will endure, then the teacher offers us simple advice. When times are good, be happy. When times are good, be happy. Stop looking for troubles. Enjoy happy when it comes. But when bad times come, when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. God has made the good day as well as the bad day. You know, God made 2021 in the same way that God made 2008 or 1946 or 1820. And God also made 2022 in that same way. I'm reminded of the words of the psalmist that this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Easily done on the good day in the hopeful year, but more challenging on the difficult day after a tiresome year at the threshold of more unknown than we ever would have chosen for ourselves. Even still, God has made the one as well as the other. And so this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice in the day. Rejoice in the mercy. Don't rejoice in the bad and the evil and the hard. That's not the thing that we're being called to. But recognize that the day is a mercy from God. It's a good thing given to us to receive and to celebrate. Like Maureen said, that even on the hardest days, being able to come back to God in praise. This is the day. This is the year. This is the day right here, good or bad. This day, God made it. And God made it in the same way that God has made every other day, with love for us and for the whole creation. And so may we continue to trust in the God who has made this day as well as the next and seek his wisdom even when we find a crooked thing that we cannot straighten, a story ending that we cannot bear to finish, and a new thing beginning which we cannot yet fathom. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We want to invite you into this time of reflection that we've been having to hear how the Spirit might be urging you in this time. And so a few questions. The first is, what things do you have to be grateful for about the end of the past year, about the year that's been? And then secondly, what crooked things have you been trying to straighten in vain? Maybe an opportunity to give that up, to give it over to God as we heard a story about. And an invitation to pray for more of God's work among us in the year ahead, whatever that may look like. We'll leave a couple of minutes for you to reflect on these things.